friends, grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. If you are here in our sanctuary this morning, it is a joy to be able to worship with you. And I invite you to find the red friendship, red friendship folder in your pew. Uh, it will be near you. There are two in each pew, so you should not need to share with one another. We invite you to uh, put your personal information in there in case we will need to be able to contact you in the future. Beloved church, we gather on this day to worship our God, our God who loves, our God who creates, our God who saves. Even in the chaotic waters of our lives, Jesus extends a hand to us and creates a space of peace. So let us live into that peace together as we worship God. I invite you to turn to your bulletins and join me in our responsive call to worship. Children of God, come to the waters. We gather to be restored and renewed. Come with your faith, both big and small. We respond to the one who claims and calls us. Come, Christ summons us to draw near. Let us worship God with joy and thanksgiving. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Let us confess our sins before our God who longs to be gracious to you and rises to show you compassion and forgiveness. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as found in your bulletin. Lord, we long to draw close to you, but we are afraid. We are afraid to heed your summons, for we do not know what awaits us when we step out in faith. We are wary of taking risks for your sake because the forces of chaos seem stronger than your assurances to us. We worry that we not have enough faith in you or in the gifts you've given to us to do the things you ask. Forgive us, Lord, and save us. Reach out your hand and lift us from our fear that we might follow you faithfully. Friends, the God who challenges us is also the God that encourages us. The God who comforts us is also the God who accepts us. Be assured, 
that God is with us even now, accepting, guiding, and forgiving. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Friends, as forgiven people, we will now take the time to share the peace of Christ with one another through sign language in the way that Rachel shared with us last week in our time for young disciples. So I invite you to share by sharing the peace be with you and also with you. I invite you to stand and share in the peace of Christ with one another. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Awesome. Hopefully next week we'll be able to invite you or invite those who would like to come forward up here, but not today, so today we'll talk, I'll talk from here. I'd like to talk about being afraid. Has any of you ever been afraid? Oh, we have a hand over there. We have a hand over there. Yes, being afraid is a <laughs> big hand over there. There are many things sometimes we're afraid of. I know my children were sometimes afraid of big dogs. We're afraid of strangers. Going to the beach the first time, I was afraid of waves. And, those, and there are other things we become afraid of, things that we just don't know about. And so we become afraid and scared. But we often find ways of coping with that. Coping means, you know, a way of becoming more comfortable or getting better, getting over those times of being afraid. Young children often go for their favorite blanket or stuffed toy or come sit close to a parent to feel comfort, to feel better. And going to the beach and not being afraid of the waves, we might take a bungee or a boogie board, a life preserver of some sort, or swimmies. You know those little things my grandkids have that we wear on your arms so that you don't you can float in the water and not and not be afraid. Well the story we have today in the scripture lesson is about Peter. Peter who was in a boat and the storm came up and the waves came around the boat, into the boat, the wind were going, and the storm was coming, and one of those things we're afraid of 
often as storms, including lightning. But there was Peter in the boat, going back and forth, back and forth. And he became afraid. But then he looked out, and there was Jesus walking in the water. Now that's something that's only Jesus has been able to do. A miracle, a very special thing that only Jesus was able to do. But it's not so much that that was the amazing thing, but it's what Jesus said. He was standing there and he said, it is me, I'm Jesus, do not be afraid. That's something that all of us can remember often. There are many things that we use to, to cope with the fears of our lives, but that is, now we have something else. The presence of God in the form of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was able to reach out to, to Peter by his hand, lift him up, do not be afraid. And it's something for all of us, too, as a church. If we're, not, if we're concerned about what God is calling us to do, where should we be going? It's a sense of, do not be afraid. For God hears our prayers. God is with us when we are afraid. God is with us when we are afraid to risk. But there is comfort in the presence of Christ. And let us all pray together. Repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, for being us when we are afraid. Thank you, Jesus, for being us when we are afraid. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us comfort. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us comfort. Thank you, Jesus for being with us each and every day. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us each and every day. Amen. As we approach a time now for the hearing of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. God who roams the recesses of the deep, calm our minds and our hearts this day. Keep us away from the thoughts of yesterday and the ideas of tomorrow. But let us hear your word in this moment. Let us hear your call in the here and now. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Our scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Listen for the word of the Lord. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And after he, when evening came, he was there alone. 
But by the time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But then he noticed the strong wind, and he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Has Jesus caught you? Because Jesus is out here catching people. It is hard to picture Jesus as a catcher. We have many images of Jesus, but none of them are of Jesus catching. We picture Jesus as a healer, bending down and gently touching a paralyzed person to restore their abilities. We picture Jesus as a teacher, sitting on a step surrounded by children and adults as he reads and interprets scripture. We picture Jesus as the resurrected Lord, rising in the sky after the crucifixion, forever connecting the two worlds of the heavens and the earth. But we do not often picture Jesus as a catcher. There are no paintings of Jesus catching a fly ball in the outfield, no frescas of Jesus saving a falling cat from a tree. But nevertheless, I can assure you, Jesus is out here catching people. Catching people is what Jesus is doing in our scripture passage for this morning. The setting of our story is in the dark, early twilight hours before sunrise. The disciples are out at sea, and their boat has been battered by the waves all night long. They are hundreds of yards away from any land or any human being. They are stranded. They are tired. They are afraid. And then they see something. I picture a subtle glow hovering over the water, a speck of light in the darkness growing in size by the second. It is coming towards them. Is it a buoy? they might ask themselves. Is it a boat? Someone wonders. It is a ghost, someone shouts, and as this ghost calls out to them, they are scrambling to hide behind anything they can find on that boat. But Peter is the first to understand. 
even if he does not understand completely. Maybe he has heard a similar story before, like in Job, where God walks in the recesses of the deep. Or maybe he just has this feeling somewhere deep down that he cannot explain in the moment. But something is telling Peter to get out of the boat. This rickety boat that has barely been able to hold the chaos of the sea at bay. This thin line between safety and peril that is all Peter has. And yet something is telling Peter to get out of the boat and trust in this being walking on water. And he does for a time. Peter walks on water. He ascends to the highest echelons and abilities reserved only for gods. He wanders the plains of the divine. His toes touch the sea, but he does not sink until he loses it. He looks down, or he feels the winds of limitation picking up. He gives credence to his flooding thoughts of doubt, fear, and external pressures. He starts to fall into the sea and drown, but immediately a hand reaches out and catches him. Peter accepts this familiar hand and looks up to a compassionate, smiling face. My child, Jesus says, you who have faith, even though it is little, why did you doubt? I am always here with you. In that moment when Jesus catches Peter, Jesus' true nature is revealed. Jesus is special. He is a person who can walk on water, something only God is able to do. Jesus can still the worst of storms, make raging winds cease. And not only that, but Jesus can let other people walk on water too. Jesus' expansion of human limitations extends to those who follow him. And in this revelation of who Jesus is, we find that our Savior, our God, is not just powerful, but also loving. I am not aware of any power in the world who can walk on water. The President of the United States needs a Navy or an Air Force when they want to go to Australia, but Jesus is powerful enough to do it with his own two feet. But our God does not walk on water to demonstrate God's power. Our God walks on water to demonstrate God's love. Jesus walked hundreds of yards on the Sea of Galilee so that the disciples would not feel stranded. Similarly, Jesus does not invite Peter out to walk on water, to have this leap of faith, to see if Peter will sink or swim in a test, but to give Peter hope to surpass his limitations and to catch him when his limitations drown him. Jesus was out there catching people, catching Peter and the disciples that day, so that we and them will know that the character of God is powerful 
and loving. I believe Jesus is out here catching us in our world as well, not just in the ancient stories of Scripture. This is the reassuring news I would share with the unfortunate souls who were faced with the insurmountable odds called the wall on Villanova University's campus. In college, I was a facilitator of a ropes course, and by far the most challenging and gratifying experience one could have on the hallowed ropes course grounds was called the wall. The wall was appropriately named because it was simply that. A solid structure of wood, scaling seven feet high with a platform at the top. The goal of the exercise was to get every group member to the top of the platform with no help except from one another and, of course, prayers from the divine. Surprising to no one except maybe to the men in the room, when I would say go, a bunch of fresh-faced males would run at the wall simultaneously without any consultation with one another or the rest of the group. So while most folks were focusing their attention on these eager gentlemen, I would look out among the rest of the group to see who was silently terrified of heights or crippled with self-doubt. And there was always at least one person who was adamant that they were not going anywhere near this wall. Not over my dead body, they would say, or this is fun and all, but I have class to go to and legs to not be broken, so I will sit this one out. But one by one, their classmates would stumble over the top of the platform and seek to help whoever was left on the ground. Eventually, this one reluctant participant would be left with their turn, and I could see in their eyes what they knew in their heart. They stared straight ahead, looking up and down at this structure, thinking to themselves, there is no way I am getting over this wall. There is no way I am getting over this wall. We have all been there. And I do not mean that we have all been to a ropes course, but I do mean that we have all looked at an obstacle before us and known that there was no way we were getting over it. Some of us probably feel that way now, frustrated that things are not moving fast enough, scared that things are moving too fast, not sure how to take care of our child, or too tired to take care of our parents, facing a grave diagnosis, feeling hopeless in the face of injustice. In these moments, we whisper to ourselves, there is no way I am getting over this wall. And it is in that moment that Jesus responds by reaching out his hand and saying, there is no way you're getting over this wall alone. As our scripture passage attests to this morning, when Jesus catches us, it is not a rescue, but a revelation. A revelation of who God is and who God is calling us to be. 
It is a compassionate recognition of the walls before us, these obstacles that are keeping us from being our best selves. Fear of the other, doubt of ourselves or of God, external realities putting too much pressure for one person to handle. To be caught by Jesus is the extending of a hand. An invitation to scale these walls with our God who is both powerful and loving. To be caught by Jesus is not to run away from or deny the challenges before us, but to work through them with our God. To be caught by Jesus is a revelation of a path to transformation and a revelation worth sharing. I have shared a story or two before from Father Greg Boyle, who is a priest in Los Angeles, California, where he serves an area that has the largest population of gang members per capita in the country. A part of Greg Boyle's ministry is to create a safer community through job opportunities and compassionate relationships for ex-gang members. One of the stories Boyle recalls in his book, Barking to the Choir, is about a young man he calls Lefty. Lefty is serving time at a juvenile correctional facility, and Boyle writes that Lefty was running a little later than expected one day when Lefty was quick to explain why. I was walking across the field, Lefty says to Boyle, everybody's at wreck time. But this one guy who is always looking for a beef with me stood right in front of me. He called me lame. The crowd circled around us because they wanted us to fight. I told the guy I wasn't going to fight him. I told him I was going to communion today. So I put out my hand to him, and I said, peace be with you. And dang, he shook my hand back. Boyle writes that Christianity in its earliest years was known as the way. Not necessarily a secret formula, but a path to transformation that would lead to abundant life. It was not an entry gate to how God might like us better, but a good journey promising fullness. In that moment when Lefty and that man shook hands, Jesus was out there catching people. I would imagine Lefty knew intimately the brutality of American incarceration and the scarcity of peace in prisons. But in that moment, Lefty saw the wall before him and he didn't scale it alone. Lefty accepted Jesus' outreaching hand, bearing witness to the power and love of God in a way that was infectious. Lefty drew people in through peace, in a place that literally keeps people locked away in fear. And on that day, in a field in Los Angeles, at a youth correctional facility, the kingdom of heaven was realized, if only for a short period of time. 
Friends, the good news of the gospel is not that our lives will be perfect or that an extended hand will be met with love instead of hate. Instead, the good news of our gospel is that there is a God out there extending God's hand anyway, a hand that is powerful, a hand that is loving. And when that hand is accepted, power is revealed, love is revealed, transformation is a possibility. And from that day on in the Sea of Galilee to this very day, Jesus has been out here in the world catching people. Billions of people throughout time and space have borne witness to the ways God is moving around us. We hear God calling us to something greater. We trust that if we choose a life with God, we will find power and love and transformation within ourselves, no matter what walls or obstacles are before us. And that transformation is so infectious, it beams out of us in ways that make us want to do things like walk on water or have the audacity to create peace in a world that desperately needs it. So I can assure you, Jesus is out here catching people. Has Jesus caught you? Let it be so. Amen. Let, it, let us affirm what we believe. Please rise in, in body and or in spirit and let us repeat together this statement from our brief statement of faith. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and release to the captives teaching by word and deed, and blessing the children, healing the sick, and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling all to repent and believe the gospel, unjustly condemned for blasphemy and sedition. Jesus was crucified, suffered the death of human pain, and giving his life for the sins of the world. God raised this Jesus from the dead, vindicating his sinless life, breaking the power of sin and evil, delivering us from death to life eternal. Please be seated. <clears throat> Friends, having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us sit a moment and meditate upon our musical response so that we might reflect upon the gifts offered to us by God and the calling of the church in our midst. Let us listen for the word of God through our hymn, Jesus Calls Us.
We are gathered here in a place of peace and sanctuary. Let us call upon God to hear our prayers. Let us pray. Gracious and ever-living God, we gather today to worship you in spirit and in truth. We come here to find ourselves because it is easy to get lost in the trials and struggles of this world. We are children by your grace as we have been created, redeemed, and sustained by you each and every day. We see the fullness of your grace in Jesus the Christ, O oh God. When we see him and are lifted up, life is not the same again. In faith we receive new life, and you call us in new directions to reach out with trust and strength. We pray, O oh God, that you guide us on our journey. Hear our prayers, O oh God, this day. For we pray for our friends and family members who are battling threatening diseases of the body. We pray for those who are wounded in spirit. We pray for those whose integrity, vocation, gender, race, religion, or service to you are being questioned, even attacked. We pray for shaken people who live in communities ravaged by gun violence, drugs, hate, distrust, and who often feel defeated. We pray for those who live a life of affluences, affluence and pray that they examine their lives in light of their faith. Know our hearts and minds, O God, especially when we are afraid. We are mindful that life does not give easy answers and simple explanations in face of much evil and deep mysteries. But we do know that Jesus is the truth for our highest calling. Jesus is the way for our paths and steps, the light in our darkness, the helping hand in the storm. Jesus is life and resurrection for us, now and forevermore. And we give thanks this day for this word, for the word from God. And now with confidence in our Savior, let us pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved church, Jesus is out in the world catching people, extending a hand of power, a hand of love, opportunities for transformation. So let us be on the lookout to accept and share this revelation with the world. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen.